Energy prices are rising. Switzerland may jail you for heating your home too much this winter. Illinois has a bunch of new insane laws coming and a whole lot more on this edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. Welcome to episode number 204 of the Random Thoughts Podcast, spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and on today's show, we have a few stories to talk about that are things that I think you should know and understand in, well, both understanding the world and being able to keep yourself safe in a world where everything and anything can be taken out of context. Now, I had my root canal. All went well. As you can tell, I am speaking well. And beyond a little bit of soreness for a couple of days, everything was pretty good. I spent a total of about two hours in the chair, but it took a little while to get the Novocaine in and then let that sit. And then... The dentist asked, well, where are you feeling that? And it's the Novocaine. I was like, no, not really yet. So they put in a little bit more Novocaine, which was good. Because there were definitely a few points of the procedure that were felt. Now, I get it. I understand what they're doing when they do a root canal. It's almost impossible to not feel anything. And I was joking after that the worst part of the root canal wasn't the pain involved. It was jewel coming on the radio and alanis morissette the time before it was country music this time it was like 90s or early 2000s 90s probably jewel and alanis but that was the kind of light rock that era rock which was not the best era for music i have to say i mean there was some decent stuff but it was ironic listening to smash mouth while people were poking around in my mouth The most interesting thing for me for the whole procedure was the fact that some of these drills that they use now for dental work are almost completely silent. It's very weird. You can feel the vibration, but there's really no sound, which I guess is a good thing. Because then, you know, if if the drill was too loud, I wouldn't have been able to hear Jewel in Alanis Morissette. So wait, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe the drill should be loud. But as we've talked about here on this podcast multiple times, inflation still running rampant. And one of the things being hit at this point is power. Now, they're playing the Overton window game with you and saying, hey, wait, look, over the last month, gas is down 10%. That's a good thing. And while it's always good when the price of gas goes down, For consumers, let's just understand how much it went up before it went down. Meaning it was about two bucks when Uncle Joey took office. When it goes up to five bucks and then it comes back down to 450, and they're like, wow, this was a great win. No, it's not. It is not a great win. The power costs, though, across the United States up 
about 16% across the board, which means people are paying more if they want to air condition their house. And it's going to cost more in the winter to heat your home. So I can't wait to see how that's going to be over the winter here in Chicago. It gets cold. I mean, it got pretty warm in the summer, and we could definitely see that in the electric bill that the power was up, although we know the nonstop barrage when it comes to any energy is you're using too much. No matter how much you're using, you're using too much. It's hilarious to me that ComEd, who provides our electricity here in the grand state of Illinois, every month will print up a full color sheet of paper showing me what efficient neighbors are using, what average neighbors are using, and what I'm using. (laughs) And I'm always way, way, way up. But I will say that I'm in the house all day long. I run computers all day long. And I do run the horrible air conditioning when it's uh, hot outside, which is anything over like 70. I run the air conditioning. Now, for people that think they have control over this and have opted into things like, well, we'll give you a rebate if you get a smart thermostat and hook that into our system. So, you know, if there's a problem, if there's an emergency, we can adjust your thermostat. That happened to my buddy Gene down in Texas. And all of a sudden, they just upped everybody's thermostat X amount of degrees. And his house was then 85 degrees or something crazy like that, which is not good if you want a little bit cooler temperatures. Now, there was a story that went around at the end of last week. I talked about it in one of the other shows I do, Unrelenting, with my buddy Gene down in Texas, that Switzerland had some new law, some new legislation, whatever they call it there, going into place. For the winter season, because, of course, big, bad Vladimir Putin, the Russian energy crisis going on. And Switzerland has put down that if there becomes an energy crisis, people who heat their homes more than 19 degrees Celsius. For those of you who don't understand Celsius, and I'm one of them, that is about 66 degrees Fahrenheit. If there's an energy emergency and you heat your homes beyond that, you can be fined or do up to three years in jail for heating your home beyond 19 degrees Celsius, 66 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, of course, the liberal medias were like, wow, is that true? And there was an article in uh, SwissInfo.ch that Quoted, let me quote this here for you. Marcus Spornley, a spokesperson for the Department of Economic Affairs, Education and Research, who is quoted in Blick, whatever that is, told SWI SwissInfo.ch that the story has been misunderstood or incorrectly interpreted by some. So the story's not false. They're not saying, they're just saying. It was misunderstood or incorrectly interpreted. As Spordley was quick to point out, it goes on, 
No one in the country is at risk of receiving a penalty for cranking up the heat in their homes, saying, quote, there is currently no shortage of electricity or natural gas in Switzerland. There are therefore no restrictions or bans on energy usage in force that could be violated. So what they're basically saying is, well, you know, it really hasn't gotten cold yet. There's no problem yet. So right now you can eat your home to whatever you want. There, this is a big lie that you can't heat your home beyond 19 degrees Celsius, 66 degrees Fahrenheit. And no, this is seemingly to me would be the lie. Because if there is an impending energy emergency, because big bad Vlad, if they know there's an impending energy emergency, you know this is coming this winter to be like, well, no, you can heat your home now. It's like, well, do that what is the weather in Switzerland right now? Do you need to heat your home right now in Switzerland? So this is the big lie. This is the misdirection. This is the no, that's not the case. Well, until it is. And then we'll worry about there and we'll probably tell you about flattening the curve or something else at that point. But this has always been about forcing people to use less energy in the guise of the religion. And it is a religion that the global warming people have gotten into the Green New Deal. This is all about taking away wealth. This is not really about helping the planet because the whole global warming thing is questionable at best when you really look at the data. Again, nobody ever takes into account the sun's activity and how close it currently is to the planet Earth, which is where we are, and that the sun actually provides all of the heat going on here on the planet Earth, meaning if the sun goes out tomorrow, it's about to get really cold. And that has never taken into effect all of this. Well, humans are putting out more gases, and that must be the reason why the planet's heating up. They have no freaking clue. Trust me, they have no freaking clue. They can't get the weather right for what it's going to be in 24 hours or two days or three days, but they're going to tell you what's going to happen in the next 10, 20, 50 years. I don't buy it for a minute. Barack Obama, when he was on the campaign trail to become president, talked about his concept of a cap and trade system, which would cost the people a lot of money. As he said, under his plan, the cost of energy would necessarily skyrocket. That was the whole deal, necessarily skyrocket. That was the whole point, to get people to use less, you raise the price. We're not going to make it illegal for you to heat your home. Oh, wait, now we are. But at first it was just, well, you know, if we, we keep making electricity more expensive, then maybe people won't cool their homes as much. If we keep making gasoline so expensive, maybe people won't drive as much. And all of these things keep getting pushed in one direction until all of a sudden, eh, now you can't do it. That Overton window concept makes people accept things that they normally wouldn't. And I believe that is exactly what we're seeing here. And watch your bills because the cost of the energy over this winter definitely going up for everybody here in the United States. You're probably more than likely already seeing that just with the cost of electricity, especially in some areas. Now, another story 
that caught my mind. This was on the post millennial. I thought this was a very interesting story that I believe is more, again, something people should pay attention to know that everything you say, everything you do is probably being recorded by somebody. And a little snippet of that could be taken out, whether it's in context or not, to completely ruin your life. The headline on this story, Texas teacher fired after saying not to judge pedophiles harshly. And this was from a 15-second video that a student posted that had the audio of a teacher saying, this teacher saying, quote, stop calling them that. You're not allowed to label people like that. Stop it, Diego. We are not going to call them that. We're going to call them maps, minor attracted persons. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old, end quote. Now, that audio went around, and of course, the internet being the internet, doesn't really understand the concept, I guess, of things being clipped, taking things out of context, not understanding that people often use extreme examples in teaching situations to prove a point. And it seems that most of the students from this class are backing the teacher. And I'm not even sure if it says here how old these students are. But one of the students told Fox News 17 in Texas, quote, she was expressing how ridiculous it was, how we might not be able to call people pedophiles, that we will probably have to start calling them maps because it can be offensive to them. The class agreed, end quote. So according to the kids in the class, this was the teacher showing them in a extreme way, I guess they were getting ready to read the book, The Crucible, which is about the Salem witch trials, which I think we can all understand why this may come up because, well, you can't call somebody that. No, that's rude to call somebody a witch. No, we can't call people pedophiles now. No, that's a condition that's hateful to call these nice people pedophiles. No, we have to call them maps now. And the class seemed to understand what was going on, but taking this little bit of audio out of context could definitely be what's happening here. It seems to me that is what is happening here, but that did not keep her from getting fired. It said that there were some people originally in the administration that backed her, but they then decided to fire her saying, quote, any reasonable person that heard what the seven trustees heard would have voted to terminate Amber Parker. That is what uh, trustee Daniel Call said. Now, to me, when the class comes out and says this was part of a teaching thing and this was not her actually giving her views and they understood that, I don't understand why she's being fired, except for the fact that, again, people are morons. And I don't know, maybe this was actually the way this woman feels. I don't know her. 
but I do understand that things can be clipped and taken out of context. I do understand that people have zero tolerance now because they're morons. And again, they can't understand that there are shades of gray. Not everything is black and white. And they are so afraid that they're going to do the wrong thing that they're going to err on pretty much screwing somebody's life up because of something like this. Now, I don't understand why. And in this case, it's probably irrelevant, but I don't understand why kids in classrooms are allowed to have their phones out and being recording TikTok videos or being recording a lot of this stuff. And I think that people that intentionally clip out little bits to try to misinterpret or to have other people misinterpret what is being said are scumbags, really. But this can happen to anybody. The technology is there to piece together all sorts of things, even if you didn't say exactly what they want you to say. It is very easy now with the technology that is out there to be able to make it sound like anybody is saying anything. And I don't understand in this case why the students coming out and saying, well, no, this was a teaching moment and saying this is really the point was that as a society now, we can't call people pedophiles because that is hateful. So we have to call them something much nicer. It's like, well, this is exactly what's going on. On the liberal left here in the United States, this is absolutely what's going on. We've heard this with things like, oh, no, no, you can't call them prisoners. We have to call them, you know, people experiencing incarceration. This is the kind of stuff. They're not homeless anymore. They are people that are experiencing homelessness. You can't say all these hateful things that accurately describe exactly what's going on. Words don't mean anything anymore. Everybody, what's your pronoun? You used to be two. Now you get to pick one of a thousand. It is all a part of the liberal insanity to crash a society. And it seems to be working because people are putting up with it. People are allowing it overall. Not everybody. In this case, it would seem to me that unless this teacher who it says has a 30-year teaching career behind her, either she became really dumb all of a sudden overnight if she did believe that pedophilia was okay, but it seems to me that this was a teaching moment. She was giving an extreme example, and that backfired entirely because of a woke, crazy board which most of these probably are now, even in Texas. If it's happening in Texas, oh my God, it can happen anywhere. There's no question about that. The husband of the teacher is quoted in the article as saying, quote, I happen to be the husband of the teacher in question. I can tell you that we were shaken to the core about these accusations. It is both scary and disturbing that an edited 18-second clip could destroy a 30-year career when taken completely out of context, she is an exemplary as a teacher and truly cares about the students. Needless to say, we have spent many sleepless nights because of this cruel release to social media of the 18 seconds. We pray that you and the rest of the board will see this for what it is and not allow an edited video to destroy an innocent woman, her career and her family in the process. And I kind of believe that's the truth. 
It said the teacher will appeal the decision. The process is just beginning. There will be hearings and so forth. So it will be interesting to see where this one goes. But understand, anytime somebody's around you, you are probably being recorded. I don't know how you protect yourself from this because almost anything you say can be twisted if put into the right context or removed from the actual context. And something uh, just needs to be done. Society needs to get their act together and stop letting this kind of crap go on. But I guess there's a lot of worse things as we see in the story of a woman who was beheaded in California. You've probably seen the story that a woman in San Mateo County beheaded in broad daylight and the guy that did it, an illegal alien previously convicted of child rape. Nothing to worry about, California. Your sanctuary state, oh, it's so good. Immigration sources confirm that Jose Solana Landeda The suspect who beheaded a 27-year-old mother of two in San Carlos, California neighborhood September 8th was in the United States illegally. He's 33 from Venezuela, entered on a tourist visa about 10 years ago, and never left, according to ICE sources. This from Breitbart. California enforces a strict sanctuary state law that prevents local law enforcement from turning criminal aliens over to the Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE agency, as Breitbart says, and absolutely true. And this is exactly what you get when you have a nation of law and order where you decide that you're not going to enforce the laws. This is what happens. And it's really sad, but it's going to continue to happen. And it's about to get a whole lot worse here in Illinois. I will let the mayor of one of the local towns here, explain it to you, and then I will comment. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed, and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Orland Park, Cook County, and Illinois. That is Keith Pacow, mayor of Orland Park, Illinois. And yeah, aren't you glad you don't live in Illinois? That somebody's going to be able to come onto your property, whether they live in your shed, whether they come into your uh, sunroom, whether they probably break into your house and decide to take up residence in your basement or in one of your bedrooms, what can you do? The police could just come write them a ticket. They won't be able to remove them for you, which is why I highly recommend learning how to fire a gun and purchasing one for your own protection. And if somebody tries to break into your house, 
use it, protect yourself. And the law is not going to be able to help you. This is the world we're living in at this point for people that continue to elect Democratic politicians in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. Oh, my goodness. Why? No cash bail, which means anything that uh, people do. It's okay. You're going to be right back out. You hit somebody in the face with a brick. That's okay. They'll process you and say, go back home, go do it again. Kidnapping. It's okay. Somebody kidnaps your kid. You think they're going to hold them on the bail? No. It's racist and horrible to expect them to hold criminals on bail if they don't have money. Those poor kidnappers. Those poor people who committed second-degree murder. No, it's okay. Why are you so racist and hateful that you want them to be in jail? The world is upside down. I don't really think anything else has to be said except to maybe postulate if there is a tipping point and if we are now past it, where people maybe will wake up. I doubt it, but maybe. Maybe things have finally gotten so bad that people will start paying attention. I really like the part about those who were bad enough to get an ankle bracelet. If they drop off from the system, they have to wait 48 hours to go chasing them. This is like some new game. Is it a television series? Is that what this is? That you get 48 hours head start before the cops can come look for you? I don't know. I don't understand this. I really don't. I do not understand this because every part of this seems to be about nothing but causing chaos increasing violence and crashing the system, which is, I've said a million times, go read the Weather Underground Manifesto. They wanted to crash the system, and I do believe, again, that this is another part of that. So be aware, understand, and really think about that the next time you walk into a voting booth. And seriously, learn to protect yourself and not rely on law enforcement. They are never close enough to be able to protect you or your family if there is an impending immediate danger. You have to take responsibility for yourself, and I don't see any better way to do it in a lawless community than to be armed and dangerous. And I believe we are at the point where if you are in Illinois and you're able to do so, take the classes, get a concealed carry license, because I think the cops around here are about to be way, way, way outgunned and way outmatched, overmanned, whatever you want to say. They are going to be stretched thin here in the land of Lincoln. I want to thank everybody for coming along on another one of these random thoughts journeys with me. It is very much appreciated. The show is a value for value show which means I put the shows out there. And if you have gotten any value from the show, it's up to you to put a number on that. Was it a dollar's worth of value? Was it $5, $10, $33, $3,000? It's up to you. What you have gotten out of this show over the last 200 plus episodes, put a number on it. Go to randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com slash donate. You can click the donate button if you want to do a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can use the P.O. Box address if you want to go the snail mail route. 
and you can go over to patreon.com slash random thoughts if you're in that ecosystem and if you are on a podcasting 2.0 compliant app and if you're not you should go to newpodcastapps.com get one and then you can stream some sats and boost and do all the fun stuff no matter how you get that value back it is all very much appreciated as is giving me your time to listen to these shows i know there are a lot of podcasts and other things out there that are all just clamoring to get your time and it is an honor that you're listening to this show for today's show we don't have anybody to thank but that's okay i understand it's the biden 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 price hike things are bad you want to be able to put gas in your car you want to be able to eat i get it but if you can if you're in a position to help support the show it'll get better at some point hopefully hopefully after the next election cycle we won't be taking a downturn but in the interim, what you need to do is turn other people onto the show. It would help if you leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. But just let people know to tune in, get some sanity in their lives. Maybe see things in a little bit of a different way and help us grow the show and be able to get the word out there into the great state of Lincoln, the land of Lincoln that was once so great, not anymore but i will be back next week with another edition of the random thoughts podcast until then i am darren o'neill thanks for listening Oh, it's so good.